Hi, I'm Alison Heilixer, American psychotherapist living in Hong Kong. And I'm Heather Thorkelson, Canadian business coach living in Sweden. On Rethink the Couch, we delve into the inner dialogues that expats most commonly grapple with. Our podcast explores the mysterious psychological layers of what it means to be someone living abroad in a culture not our own. Our experiences, narratives, challenges, and ultimately, identities. Let's get started. Well, today's podcast topic is single expats. Now, Alison, I'm excited to talk about this. I have not been a single expat for many, many years, but I know tons of people who are. And I would like to know from your perspective, what is the difference in experiences um, that someone has who's a single expat versus, you know, someone who's part of a couple? You know what I've never been able to understand, Heather, is that why so many people assume that when you're an expat, that you must have come to to a particular country as part of a couple, in other words, right, with someone else. And this is certainly not always true. Um, and women, I see, still tend to get this assumption, you know, slapped on them a lot that they must have come here with a man. But times are really changing. And, you know, some people, of course, do make uh, the decision to go live in a foreign land as part of a couple. But it's doesn't always stay that way, right? So in other words, even people who come to a country as part of a couple, uh, given the way that relationships evolve, that's not always their truth while living abroad. Now, if you take a place like Hong Kong, I've, you know, counseled many people who have come here um, single. I've counseled a lot of people who have come here as part of a couple who are, again, are eventually separated or divorced. Some people meet other people you know, partners while they're living here. And some people don't even have any interest in meeting someone. So in other words, I think, you know, it's a really important topic to talk about single expats, because there are many and there are many who are proud to actually have made the decision to live abroad um, on their own. Now, some people really do struggle when they're not in a couple, right? And some people don't want to be expats per se. And so they find that if they don't have someone immediately who they can kind of, you know, process some of their experiences with or someone that connects them to their home country, the experience of coming to, you know, a foreign land as a single person can be sometimes quite lonely for people. Um, Some people, you know, are quite introverted and without that kind of extra nudge from a partner, don't maybe socialize as as much as they may have. And they often feel like maybe there's no point in kind of starting to connect with other couples as they don't want to, you know, feel like they're a foreigner in a foreign land and then a foreigner in someone else's relationship per se. Um, And some people actually, you know, make the decision that they don't want to date while they're in a foreign country. Some people have said to me, you know, what's the point if they're going home in a little while that it seems so complex? Whereas, you know, other people, they may, again, decide to come live in another country on their own, but are quite actually interested in meeting other people. And some people really thrive, actually, when they're living as a, as a person, you know, on their own while being an expat. You know, they're really able to let go of some of the pressures that exist at home, right? Whereas if you come to another country as part of a couple, you may still feel some of those pressures there right front and center. So I sometimes see single expats having a certain freedom that, 
you know, people as part of couples really quite envy. Um, I've also seen some people who are single as expats really thrive professionally um, and, and personally, right, whether it's friendships or otherwise. But I often see that it's tied to their level of curiosity of being abroad. So in other words, the people I see who are single who really thrive professionally and personally tend to be very curious about the idea of being in a foreign land. So it's not just about a work assignment. It's not just about finishing a two-year contract. It's really about the experience um, itself. And they often do make efforts in meeting people. And again, it doesn't mean necessarily romantic partners, but it does mean that if they come here with a certain level of curiosity, they often end up kind of engaging with different people and forming some pretty spectacularly interesting relationships. Yeah, so true. So true. I mean, I think also being someone who's very introverted <laughs> um, and having been a single expat in the past, I can definitely say that it always felt to me as though the extroverted single expats were the ones that seemed to thrive more. But as I've grown older and had different experiences, I'm starting to see that, no, there's a lot of introvert single expats out there that are also you know, um, as long as you say, as they're being curious about the place that they're in, have really, really thrived. But I, you know, to that point, I've known both sides of the coin very much. There have been single expat friends of mine who have really not thrived and been very unhappy and looked forward to going home. And I've known people who just take the bull by the horns and carpe diem, you know, it's been amazing for them. So I'm curious from your perspective, having worked with so many people in your therapy practice, what kinds of qualities do you find successful single expats usually possess? So I would say that the psychological flexibility is really probably the biggest determinant in, you know, being a single expat and feeling like you've had you know, a successful experience abroad or a meaningful experience abroad. And this really comes with the desire to explore what you think is like not even possible in your home country, right? To really kind of be radically aware of being abroad and all there is to offer. So that goes right along with having that sense of curiosity, right? Not confining your experience to not wanting to meet people or thinking that just because you came there single means, you know, that you have to stay single. Um, and I think with that curiosity, right, if you're going to really put it into action, you've got to have a certain willingness to, to even have courage, right? To be able to expose yourself to other people. And you know, if we look at exposure, right, whether it's meeting other people to form friendships or whether it's meeting people to form romantic relationships or other relationships, exposure is such a key part of your experience of living abroad, right? And for some people, that means, again, exposure to relationships, but it could be to food or, or, or other things, you know, around them. And Oftentimes, you know, when people go into foreign countries, they, they kind of feel this underlying anxiety about being able to understand things well enough or, you know, being bold enough. But we know that when you have that sense of anxiety psychologically, there are only two choices, right? You either choose to expose yourself and, you know, as the cliche always reminds us, move out of your comfort zone, 
or you avoid what's making you anxious. So the, the single expats that I see who really tend to have the most meaningful experiences are psychologically flexible, they're curious about their surroundings, and they're very courageous people who, even if they're feeling anxious again about you know, forming new relationships or having different experiences, they expose themselves. So they just sort of take that anxiety, they put it in the driver's seat, but they ultimately end up kind of exposing themselves. And I think that, you know, with that, you know, idea that you mentioned about, you know, being introverted and how that, right, has really led to so many outcomes for different expats um, while they're living abroad, being single, I think that's absolutely true because regardless of personality structure, I've seen introverts, extroverts, ambiverts, you know, every, every type of vert succeed so long as, again, they have the psychological flexibility, curiosity, courage, and willingness to really expose themselves to what they, they probably didn't even imagine is possible. Now, you mentioned that it's been a while since you've been single as an expat, but I'm wondering, you know, if there's anything, Heather, that's coming to mind as particularly, you know, meaningful or any, any experience that you want to share or really any experience that you've noticed with, you know, anyone you're currently connected with who's living as an expat and a single. Well, you know, Allison, everything that you mentioned in this episode so far, I was just like nodding my head, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> because it's very much been um, true for me, the way you describe being single as an expat. I've been single as an expat in a few different countries, and um, although I did, oh, let me think, in I think in each of them I did date, so I had at least one sort of like medium-term boyfriend in each of the countries where I was single. Um, and I would say that uh, what I've noticed is that when I'm in a new place and I'm single, I'm not, I mean, I'm an introvert. I'm not out on the dating scene. <laughs> Let me put it that way. It's usually like I randomly meet someone and then I'm like, oh, we like each other. You know, <laughs> like I'm not hardcore out there in the market. I'm just existing in a new space and then things come along. But that's where the, the, the curiosity comes in really important. You know, the curiosity, the psychological flexibility, um, and then being really honest about what I am and am not seeking, right? I mean, for me, being in a new place is, 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 all about sort of taking in the full experience of being there. And I think that one of the benefits of being single is that you're a little bit more open to relationships, whether romantic or not, because you're not with, you're not there with someone else, right? I mean, when I moved to Peru with my previous partner, we had each other. So we did stuff together and we like, you know, I, there was no impetus for me to go out and like even make friends per se, because again, I'm super introverted. So like I had my friend that I lived with, my partner, <laughs> you know, and I think that that very much limited the depth of the experience that I could have had for the years that I lived in Peru, because I wasn't motivated to more deeply connect with people locally, or obviously date, because I was already partnered. Um, and that's, I mean, it's not a bad thing. That's what it, that's what it was, right? That's what Peru was for me. It was wonderful in all of these other ways. But then when I think back on like when I lived in Japan, I mean, wow, the fact that I was single and I was just open to things and I was meeting lots of really interesting friends and I was immersing myself in Japanese culture. And then I ended up with a Japanese boyfriend and I ended up moving in with his family and like, 
that to- that was amazing, you know, and that wouldn't have happened if I had gone there partnered, right? So I think, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's really when you ask, like, what have I sort of noticed about the difference between sing- being single and being partnered? There's there's benefits to both. And um, whenever I talk to someone, you know, whether it's a friend or a, 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 a client or something who's struggling as a single person in a country not their own, I really encourage them to to embrace exactly the things that you outlined here, which is just like step into that courage a little bit, be honest about what you want out of this experience of being there, um, be flexible, you know, like you're probably only there. I mean, most people are expats for a delineated amount of time. Not everybody, but the majority for sure. Like, what is it that you want to get out of that one sweet chunk of your life, that chapter that you're going to be there? I think that's something that always drove me and it, it pushed me to make sure that I um, am really, really open and curious and um, and positive. Yeah, and I love that you you mentioned, right, that that you're you're going to end this experience at some point, right? So what do you really want to make out of it? Mm-hmm. And so it's important, right, just to remind people that if they are there living in a land, right, and they are single, that that in no way should limit kind of what's possible for them and the experiences that they might end up having. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, once again, we could talk about this forever, but uh, thank you everybody who's listening for tuning in once again. As always, if you have thoughts on this episode, please go to the Rethink the Couch Facebook page and let us know. We're very, very interested to hear what you have to say and also what your experiences are, if they're the same as what we're describing here, as if they're vastly different. And we're always open to hearing uh, suggestions for topics that we could cover on the podcast. So do let us know what you think. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you on the podcast next time. Whether you're an expat, a couple living abroad, digital nomad, or were raised as a third culture kid, now in adult clothing, I offer a non-formulaic approach to therapy. Doing therapy for so many years has taught me that people are way too complex to fit into formulas or anything rigid. You want to hear more? Then head over to RethinkTheCouch.com to learn more about how we can work together.